Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. Fair to say there is no one probiotic that is going to be best suited for everybody, depending on protocols, depending on gut health, depending on nursing. There's a lot of factors that we have to consider when we're looking at a probiotic. And a lot of people, Katie, you're going to attest to this, a lot of people, let me just ask, how many people a week ask you, which probiotic should I take inside a DM? Uh, I'm I'm giggling over here because I can't even count how many times we get asked the question over on Instagram in my DMs. Hey, Katie, what probiotic should I take? My answer is always, I don't know. I don't know what probiotic you should take because I don't know what's going on in your gut. And I never want to just say, oh yeah, you want to what? This is the one you need to take when I have no idea. Are you dealing with constipation? Do you have diarrhea? Is there an IBS situation going on? Do you have an overgrowth of candida or SIBO? Like there's so many things that need to be taken into consideration before picking the right probiotic because there are hundreds of different strains of probiotics in the beneficial bacteria for different purposes. So I think we really need to step away from the fact that, you know, you just, you can grab any probiotic off the shelf because Again, you can actually be making specific issues worse, whether you're taking the wrong strains. And another big issue we see is taking the wrong amounts of the colony forming units, the CFUs. This really just means how much is in there. Is it a 10 billion, 50 billion, 100 billion, 500 billion? Those are all going to be different based on what you need. And one more thing is please remember probiotics are not a you know, magic bullet for your gut. They are not a magic bullet for acne. Are they going to be a very important tool in your acne clearing toolbox, in your gut repairing toolbox? Absolutely. But them, like the probiotic alone is not going to be that like, you know, final thing that clears everything up for you. No, everything's in support. Supplements are in support. Dietary habits are in support lifestyle habits are in support, mindset, spirituality, all of these are supportive. They work together in unison, just like the cultures inside our body. Again, what are we more of? Human DNA or bacterial culture, right? Oh, pick me, Chris, pick me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Bacteria, right? So when we're asked what probiotic, and I get this quite often, you know, my sexy social talk is, oh, Chris, you know, uh, you know, I was thinking about a probiotic. Could you recommend one? That's when people want to talk to me because they have no interest in the other things I have to say, right? <laughs> they only want to know what's the probiotic I need to take. Gee, Chris is here. Don't ask her about the weather. That didn't go so well last no, time. Chris doesn't like that talk. But hey, Chris will talk to you all day about supplements and nutrition. But you be prepared because she's not going to hold back. If you're doing it wrong, she's going to tell you. Right. Well, you know, we have to look at everybody as an individual so that no one probiotic just let's hold there for a second. 
If that was the case, there would be one probiotic with all the same amounts, all the same strains, all the same everything. You know, you're celiac, I'm hashy. What about somebody with Crohn's and colitis? Mm -hmm. There's going to be those factors, right? And the amounts and the strains, all of these things. We know how I feel about fructooleosaccharides, mm -hmm. the FOSs, what being a lot of companies. The F word. That, that is one of the F words. Not my favorite four-letter F word, that's for sure. It's not. So that fructooleosaccharides is part of the sugar component, and it's a prebiotic. So it's, hey, sounds great, right? Prebiotics feed probiotics. Makes sense. Let's put it all in the capsule. However, this can also cause a lot of bloating, distension, because if they are feeding off of it, those bacteria are feeding off of it, and we don't have digestion settled down, we have high inflammation, we don't have the filtering pipes, all of these dynamics, all of a sudden, the yoga pants don't feel so comfortable. It's like buffet pants at that buffet point. They're pants. just they're just reefing at your, your internal organs and you're just like, that's so uncomfortable. That's when you have to go and put the maternity pants back on. Right? Exactly. And then when you're fully extended there, those don't feel comfortable. So that's what fructooleosaccharide can do. I prefer, obviously, to go into the prebiotic foods to support the probiotic strains. We also have probiotic foods. So we could talk about that in a little bit. However, when we're looking at the different strains, is it fair to say that we have two very common ones, right? Absolutely. Bifidobacterium and lactobacillus. When we're looking at a capsule of probiotics, we want to make sure it's multi-strained. That's fair. That's an open, candid statement that we can say we really would love for it to be like this. Absolutely. And that's the thing is the lactobacillus and the bifidobacterium are groups of probiotic strains. So when you look at the back of your probiotic, list, you're going to see it say lactobacillus and then like 14 different strains, maybe bifidobacterium and another four strains. So it belongs to that family. Exactly. And ladies, there's also one for women health, right? And that vaginal culture. So if we do have a higher inflammatory issue with a lower GI, bacterial overgrowth in the opportunistic lousy, you know, areas that we don't want. UTIs, yeast over oh, yeah, the yeast yeah. infections, like there's specific strains. And Chris, what would we say is one of the um, strains you want to be looking out for if UTIs and yeast infections are like, you know, you, you guys are BFFs? Oh, there's a few, right? I always butcher these names because scientists are just not user-friendly. Yeah. Why couldn't they name them like lactobacillus one, lactobacillus two? <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, they do, but they name them. I know. Like, uh, oh, what is it? They name it like Ruti right? The Ruti, perfect. And then there's different strains of Ruti. There's a parasitic, yeah, there's a paradisi or paradisi, something like that strain. There's, and that's the thing. Once it's in my head, you know that, right? It's not going to come out. If I'm butchering it in my head, it will not come out of my mouth until my brain relaxes. Locked and loaded like that. Yeah. Constant. We want to look at Casey, Raminose. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Raminose. the skin love. loves Raminose. Love, love, love. Now I know everyone's going to scurry out and they're going to be like, I need Raminose and I need that in high. And I'm like, no, you don't, right? It's all about it working in unison, right? There's an animal. It's animal and there's different types of species there. Those are often omitted mm -hmm. from probiotics. A lot of people say, oh, you know what? I don't really know too much or I didn't when, when I was making the probiotic, because we speak to NDs that culture their own and create mm -hmm. and all these, you know, I just didn't really see the research to support it. And I'm like, ooh, 
I really like it for acne sufferers. I really like it to go in and just continue to support that gut health. These strains are going, again, to work together. If we have somebody that has raging diarrhea, we might want to look at Saccharomyces boulardii or Ballardi. I don't know what, I've been saying that all the time, Ballardia, not even a thing, Ballardi. Yeah, it's Ballardi. Come on, Chris, get it together. People know, should know we I record know. podcasts on Fridays, so we've often <laughs> had a really long week and our brains are like borderline mush by Fridays. So words may not come out well. And since last week, every day's been Friday. So can you, you know, how do you like my Tuesday when I woke up and I was like, sweet goodness, this is not Friday. Again. It's not. It's not every day. It's been a week. It's like Groundhog Day all over again. Yeah. So just know we have those days like you guys as well. But the Saccharomyces boulardii is interesting because it's actually a yeast. Mm-hmm. So if we have somebody that has constipation, that might be a hard no. Hard no, because guess what? That's going to make you even more constipated. So this is how you can see there's different strains you want to avoid if you have specific issues going on. And that number one would be if you have if you have constipation, make sure you do not have Saccharomyces boulardii on there. Right. And at what amounts, right? Ooh, yeah. So you might have a GI map and it's like, oh my gosh, but but Chris, and I get that. The but, 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 but Chris, my doctor said, or my ND said, and I was like, pretty cool. Did you also explain that your bowel movements are doing this? They're like, well, no, it didn't come up. I'm like, please do that. Or through the HTMA, do we have an acidic or acidosis-like type panel? Because if that is, and we have constipation, now we're feeding that bacteria. We're creating that constipation, beautiful culturing. So we have to watch out for that. So we have that FOS, not a big fan, because usually gut health isn't there. Especially right? for right. sufferers. Yes, right? We have the Saccharomyces boulardii. We have the bifobacterium, the lactobacillus, all of these wonderful things. So some of the best strains we've already announced, if we're going to have diarrhea, if we're going to have that bloat, if we're going to have, what else do we get a lot? Constipation for sure. We talked about the UTIs, the yeast infections. UTIs, right. All of these. Oh, I was going to say with the UTIs and the yeast infection ones, uh, those generally will also have some cranberry extract in there. Yes. So we might have to switch. The other thing is we're not big, you and I both, and this is one of our symmetries, continuing in the same probiotic. Mm. You know, like we see with clients that come in, I've been on this probiotic for four years. Nope. Big nope. Nope, nope, nope. Right. We need to rotate. Yes. Why? Go for it. Why? Why? Why do we need to rotate? Well, in your gut, it is home to trillions of different bacteria, and we need to ensure that we're having a rotation of different types of species to get a beautiful variety and diversity in your gut's microbiome. So if you've been taking, say, like three strains, like a, a lactobacillus acidophilus, and it's, you know, 25 billion CFUs of that for four years, you're going to have a big overpopulation of the, the lactobacillus acidophilus. So that's why we need to make sure we're getting a beautiful rotation to get all of the different species in there. We also want to sometimes take a break from it or go down in the CFUs. Your body should be able to start to populate things by itself if we always constantly support. Now, in today's world, honestly, the toxins, the traumas, the thoughts, everything, gut health is always at the forefront. I like to go down a little bit or play with mine. I don't know for sure if I ever fully come off more than a month. Same. Right? It's just not, it's not my comfort zone. And having autoimmune <laughs> diseases, like we really do yeah. need to be cautious of our gut health, but 
you know, I may play around with the amounts that I'm taking. And when we're looking at the amounts, you'll generally see them at anywhere from like, if you're getting a spore-based probiotic, those are generally around the 3 billion. But the majority of the non-spore probiotics, you will see them in like the 10 to 50 billion range. So 10 billion all the way up to 50 billion. In some more therapeutic practices, you'll see them at 100 billion. And there's even one of the highest uh, dosages of CFUs on the market is a 500 billion probiotic. So again, the amount that you're taking is going to be depend on what's going on. Because a good point here is we sometimes have clients where their immune system's in overdrive. Mm-hmm. And guess what's part of your immune system? Your gut. And probiotics will be supporting that immune system. So if we go in and you're to have an immune system in overdrive and you just start taking a hundred billion probiotic, that could be making the issue worse because we really need to be modulating your immune system. Absolutely. And some clients are like, Chris, I cannot tolerate probiotics. It makes me feel sick. I don't, I vomit, I get nauseous, I hive. Skin flares, constipation, don't poop, bloating. They're like, I feel sick taking a probiotic. And what's the reason why, Chris? Again, that culture in that gut, we could have an underlying infection. We could have this thing called mast cell reaction, antihistamine, like that might not produce. The antihistamines might not produce so higher histamines, right? Those allergy-like behaviors. So really it's getting into that client file. And this is why we cannot say, oh, can you please go take this probiotic? It's because we have to get into the client file to see what could be perpetuating the hypersensitivity of the gut, why it's repelling. Most often people jump into strains way too high or FOS, not the right strains. And how long have they been suffering with not only the acne, because we know acne is like the last little thing at the end. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on before you, your acne even arises. Oh my gosh, it's the dressing to the salad, mm-hmm. you know, unless you live in my house and drink it, because that's what my kids think is a beverage, that and gravy. It's not a thing. So we have to go to the store, buy the lettuce, wash the lettuce, cut the lettuce. Then we're ready for that. People come in scared. Please don't put me on a probiotic. Okay, sure. Are you open to do this now? We end up getting them back on a probiotic in the right form and fashion. But I'll tell you, when your gut decides it's not playing nice, you won't feel well. You're going to have some severe, whether it's GERD, acid reflux, raging diarrhea, constipation, gut pains, gas, bloating. We keep repeating these same things because zero of these are sexy. And we know you're suffering with them. So let's get in a little bit to brands. Ooh, yeah, because everyone, like, I'm more than happy if people just pop in my DMs are like, hey, Katie, what's a good probiotic? I, I, I never like to not leave some type of tip or nugget for somebody if they're asking me a question. So I say, listen, I legally and ethically cannot recommend you a probiotic. However, I can tell you some of the brands that we use most often. And some tips on how to navigate the probiotics a little bit easier. So one brand that I wanted to mention, which kind of lined up well, is I wanted to mention spore-based probiotics because they are another class of probiotics that are um, often under the bacillus name. So you'll see the uh, bacillus uh, clausi, the bacillus coagulans. And again, I'm going to butcher all of these um, bacillus. I'm just like (laughs) warning you, the bacillus indicus, the bacillus subtilis. I said them pretty confidently. So people are like, yeah, no, I believe you, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I bought in. it. She, she said it. It's fine. Right. So 
that's my, my journalism coming out is just go with it as you can say it with confidence, but these are all different types of spore based probiotics. Now, Chris, when we have a client coming in, when would we use a spore based probiotic versus a regular like lactis bacillus? Most often I do not go straight to spore. I love it. Love. Yeah. They can be super helpful. I, I, I do love it. And caveat, I usually see it taken wrong all the time. So let's kind of go back. We're going to go into that spore base after we've already made some dietary lifestyle, some habitual changes. We want to see the body again, working by itself. Our goal inside the clear skin solution is sustainability. How do we get it? We get it by you and your body communicating so it can identify what is actually happening inside. Spore, later on down the road, is there's also this thing called biofilm. So when you're opportunistic bacteria, they can have shields. And we can see some of this interplay inside the HTMA, but based on your case file as well. So when we're looking at these bio shields or those biofilms in these protector layers that these opportunistic bacteria can have that keep them in your body, right? Like that film really protects them. So this is why a lot of people aren't successful getting rid of their candida overgrowth because they didn't break open the biofilm that the yeast is hiding in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's when a spore could be very good. Or if someone's highly reactive, a spore can be very good. Essentially, I like it to be 10 days on, 10 days off, 10 days off, on and off, and not to be taken all the time and about 30 minutes before meals, because that's what we're going after. It's kind of getting in there now as the bacteria come to eat the meal, they're like, oh, what? Your, your shield isn't so protective any longer. These types of sporebiotics are fantastic. This is when I really love to get in there. If we're looking for daily use to kind of repopulate those other species, we're going to go into different brands and obviously cultures, all these other things. So what are some of your favorites there? One of my favorites for spore-based, um, which is a well-known one, is Microbiome Labs. They make a really mm-hmm. phenomenal product. Um, their main like their main product they offer for their spore-based is a blend of five different spore-based probiotics. And what I really love about them is they're also helping with producing like, like they're, of course, they're supporting your immune function, but they're also helping produce things like carotenoids. So the lycopene, the Aztaxanthin, Aztaxanthin there we go, beta carotene, lutein, um, and different types of vitamins. So what's interesting is people may not realize that probiotics have a hand in nutrient production as well. They're going to be helping to heal and seal uh, that gut lining and really help with, um, you know, the reseeding and reconditioning of that gut. So I would say microbiome is probably one of my favorites. What's another one that you want to add in there, Chris? That's universal. I tend to go there for Canadians, a little bit harder to find unless you lose something like an iHerb, but like in a dispensary. Uh, In Canada, they're usually higher. I'm finding higher strains. Mm -hmm. So I haven't found one I'm truly convicted towards. I usually just ship it in from the U.S. Like that's yeah. what we do. That's <laughs> what we're getting at is, um, so for our clients, like if we have a Canadian client, since we have a practitioner account with these places, we're able to ship them in um, and provide them to Canadians. Of course, shipping is going to be a little bit extra, but I'm at the spot where I would rather go with this quality brand, quality product than try to source something that's kind of half-assed. And the beauty about this is you can still take a probiotic. 
With it, yes. With it. So again, I want this around food. Why? Break down that barrier. Get in there. They're, they are resistant to the games the opportunistic bacteria is playing. So that's why we like that spore. The other brands that people mostly ask us about are just what we call the common probiotic, right? Mm-hmm. Even though we don't use the word common because... Chris doesn't like that word. Chris doesn't like that word. That's a whole nother episode, you guys. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> that was that was probably a day of communicating back and forth, wasn't that? Yeah, that was a that was a whole waste of a day, that's for sure. Yeah, I almost needed to take a day off. Trying to convince Chris what the, the word common meant. It's okay. Common versus normal. It was a whole thing, you guys. It was it, like it was a thing. I was like, this is how I go. This is how I go, because I'm gonna lose my mind trying to explain the difference between common and normal to this human being right now. I'm like, it is not common and it is not normal. <laughs> She has issues, everyone. She has issues. I do, and I love all of them. It helps me up level. Okay, so other brands, Genestra, HMF, a lot of different strains, whether from little wee nuggets right up to maternity, post-maternity. I love their maternity. I took it, I took it while pregnant. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about pure encapsulations? Love pure encapsulations. Love, love, love. They're um, like they have so many different ones. Like I love their. 50 billion, like the probiotic 50B, that one's fantastic. Um, Because Genestra Pure Encapsulations are actually under the same, um, like they're owned by the same parent company, Soroyal. So we use a lot of the Soroyal products just across the board. And Genestra is pretty easy to find these days. Like even though it's a practitioner grade, it's a lot easier to source than most. Um, And for any Canadians listening, um, we actually have a online supplement dispensary. So if you go on to our website, katiesortwellness.com, you can go in and create your own um, account and have access to all of these brands that we've been uh, referencing. This is what we use with our our clients. So some other ones that we also love, uh, Designs for Health. Mm -hmm. There's pretty solid. NFH, really, really good one. Love NFH. Oh, NFH. Yeah. The recovery sap. Yeah. I'm taking the recovery sap myself right now. Um, and so like we said, we, these are all more practitioner grade practitioner availability. So they can be harder to source. The other two that you're going to find a little bit more common would be uh, garden of life doctors formulated. So you'll find that both, um, you, and you want you can find that pretty much worldwide, especially if you're using iHerb, like it's for sure available in North America. But if you are overseas, iHerb can have, um, usually has access to a lot of these in your, in your local area. Yeah. And the other one, which would be more Canadian based, not commonly as available elsewhere is Genuine Health. I see Genuine Health getting more traction I do. now because they're pro- be, what, not their probiotics. That's what we're talking about. Their protein powders. They're, I love their, their fermented vegan protein powder is probably right. my favorite one out there. And I'm seeing that get more traction closer to the Canadian border. So I'm hoping that goes for a little sure. more south because people could benefit from that for sure. I'm pretty sure I saw, and I used to always say friends don't let friends buy probiotics at Shoppers Drug Mart. <laughs> <laughs> friends don't let friends buy probiotics at Costco. Uh, or Walgreens. Or Walgreens or any big box store. Um, but I was in, I think I was in Shoppers this week and I saw a whole Genuine Health, like in their natural section, it was a whole Genuine Health probiotics. I'm like, okay, Shoppers. Yes. All right. I guess I'm going to have to take that back. Friends don't let friends buy most probiotics at Shoppers because I do really like the Genuine Health. But while we're on this. Progressive Labs. Sorry. Oh, yeah, progressive Labs. Progressive Labs is okay. And remember, when we're talking about... HMF, Pure and Caps, all of these things. We don't love all the supplements. 
we are very selective. When I say we, it might be one person on this <laughs> podcast more than the other. Chris is hardcore selective. Like, I'm obviously extremely picky when it comes to supplements, but Chris like like outdoes me, outdoes me on this one. I like that you use selective. Thank you. I was <laughs> yes, I'm super selective because one strain over the other versus the culture. Like, there's a lot in, in what, what's happening, right? And as an acne sufferer, sufferer, if you can tell me, oh, it's okay, I totally, I'm totally okay with the flares, then I'll say, okay, you know what, let's go a little more aggressive. I have never, ever in my entire life met an acne client that says, yeah, let's do that. No, I'm okay with the flares. Let's go hard. Yeah, no, right? But that's me. That's my mentality. Whenever I'm doing a protocol, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't care. I don't care about the flares. I don't care about, you know, the healing crisis. Let's just go in and do it. Yeah. As we saw from that cold sore explosion a few weeks ago. I have a whole wrinkle, a whole dedicated wrinkle series. That's Katie, Katie one, Katie two. So <laughs> I just named them now. I cause there lots of anxiety. I, I need to really get us a benefit package with high therapy. <laughs> we really do. What about traveling? Traveling probiotic. Ooh, yeah. Because that's important, right? Is now that people can travel again, we can go all over. How many times do we have clients say, hey, I need a probiotic that I can travel with that's shelf stable and that isn't going to uh, make me not poop for seven days. Because a lot of people have that like constipate, that travel constipation. Yes. Or diarrhea. Or diarrhea. Or what happens if you pick up a, a little bug or critter or some type of food poisoning? Like how many times have I've had so many friends go to Thailand and get such severe food poisoning that they were like shitting their pants on the toilet for like a full 30 hours straight. So I'm never going to Thailand. That's for sure. Well, I could say that cleaned you out. Oh, yeah. They got real cleaned out. <laughs> well, there is a review evaluation that was done in 2018. There's 11 studies on it. There was like 5,000 plus participants. And the probiotics, the prebiotics for the pre prevention of traveler's diarrhea, that they can be helpful, right? We always say they may because that's the language we have to use. Thank you to our grand poobahs of all government officials. Yeah, we're very restrictive. So if you notice, we're very careful with the words that we use when talking. So this may help. This may help. It may have a small benefit. <laughs> Read between the lines, everybody. Read between the lines. <laughs> it pointed out that right? So yeah, we want to look at definitely when we're traveling. I mean, who hasn't been the subject of either foodborne Ugh. ailments and or huge digestive while traveling? Chris, Chris, I got food poisoning so severe. I left, uh, there used to be a nightclub in Toronto called The Government and I left Gov, yes. I left Gov at, I don't know, 2.30, 3 a.m. because the place is open till 6. And I ate street meat outside of Gov at 3 a.m. Mm. Guess who had food poisoning? Because I got I was throwing up profusely in the taxi home. And, I, and they were like, oh, she's just drunk. She's just drunk. And I got home and I didn't stop, like, literally shitting my pants and vomiting profusely for a 24-hour period. I actually had to call my mom and get her to drive an hour and a half to come and, like, help me because I was so sick from food poisoning. I wasn't drunk. It was food poisoning. So moral of the story don't eat street meat in the God knows what time of the day outside of a club. Just don't. I'm going to share something <gasps> that I don't tell people. Chris, Chris <laughs> never shares stories with us. You guys, this is exciting. Because you're going to be like, you didn't. And I totally did. Yes. Okay. Tell it. So two times I've traveled. Once to Mexico with my husband. And then my daughter, my eldest daughter 
was competing gymnastics. So we flew down to Florida. Mm. You brought your family with you. It wasn't a solo vacay. No, it was me and my daughter, eldest, the and done. <laughs> and husband, done. But I only traveled with one plus she one. can't handle more than that. <laughs> no. So both times coming home from, on the airplane, I had such foul gas <laughs> that I was ripping. No. I had to. I'm mortified you, Because for you. either that or it would have probably come up as in a, a burp, plane. It was that bad. In a plane, Chris. In a plane. <laughs> and both times. What did you eat? Okay. I remember there was this, we went to this one place in Mexico and it was this big, huge sausage that was even spiraled. Some type of street I meat. know that did me in. Some type of street That meat. did me in for sure. The pork. Tra- All oh of it. gosh. That totally did me in to the point that night I was so sick. Like you were just saying that I didn't know how I was going to get on the plane. Oh so I got on the plane and yep. And I kept saying, Oh, Steve, like, do, do you smell that? <laughs> And I was blaming it on other passengers. I thought you were going to say you're blaming it on Steve. Oh, no. But then my poor daughter, I kept going, honey, is your tummy okay? Stop it. You did. <laughs> I did. Honey, is your tummy okay? And she's like, mom, I want you. And I said, I know it's uncomfortable to admit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which mom hasn't done then, something like that though, right? And then I went to the bathroom and I saw the person. So when the person beside us got up, because they were probably <laughs> inoculated, I got up and I said, oh my gosh, I, I'm so embarrassed for her. <laughs> <laughs> I totally blamed her. You're terrible. Like I probably would have done the same, to be honest. I would have blamed my husband or my six-year-old. I'm like, oh my God, you guys, like, what did you eat? So what did we learn from this? But that, well, we learned that don't forget your probiotic oh, okay. or eat rancid's pork when you leave your own country right um no street meat everybody but, don't do it and have children and travel with a plus one so that you can yeah, blame travel. all of your digestive issues on other people 10 percent, i would blame it on my husband or one of my children absolutely that's why you have a husband and children but i'm not kidding it was it was that bad that i was yeah, your eyes were watering i was embarrassed for, i was i was embarrassed for my daughter <laughs> Oh, so long story short is that totally provoked an IBS like reaction for all of us. Right. And then because we already have gut dysbiosis, all these other things, you better believe if we don't control that IBD is coming our way or autoimmunes, it just gets worse and worse. All of these different conditions, right? Even infancy, the um, colic. Oh, colic. Yep. That's gut health, people, mm-hmm. and that we got to watch. So even mom being on a probiotic, small strains, the right strains, super helpful, right? You have the glowing mama, so that's why I threw that in there because I know you're really big on that. And you're probably going to have more children despite my- <laughs> Your warn- warnings. Despite Don't Despite my it. warnings that I tell you all the time not to do that. It's okay. You've like This is a total sidebar, but I, I remember having Jackson, my first one, and looking down at him in like the little hospital- basket they put them in and thinking what type of sick sociopath does this more than once like who goes through it is not fun who goes through childbirth more than once (laughs) clearly i forgot because i I did it a few more times so and doesn't that just show us the body's resiliency Mm -hmm. at self-healing and repair like yeah childbirth alone like that is some trauma and how do we not remember that that hurts 
remember, remember, just block it out. Like we wall that section of our brain off and just like a do not enter. So exactly. So those are all the things, right? So if we're having these issues or digestive, those symbiotics, so that's the combination of the pro and the prebiotics, they might exasperate these symptoms and these issues where they're like, get more fiber in, feed the good bacteria, all of these things. First, we have to take care of that gut health. I know we kind of went on the tangent, and I thought I'd that just tell you my, air, my, my airplane about thing. About our own bowel issues. Because it's happened to everybody. And what's interesting is how many clients have we seen where they say, because they say, um, what we always try to ask for like, is did you ever see something happen in your life that you think could have triggered your acne, right? Let's peel back those layers. Like when did it first happen? Yeah, yeah. We've had a, probably at least a dozen say my acne got really bad after I had food poisoning, when I was traveling yes. or after I had a parasite or after I picked this up. And people never make that connection between, because I always explain your health is like a bucket. Over the years, we're slowly filling that bucket up. It could be antibiotics as a child. Maybe you had, you know, um, a str- like a, an emotional trauma happen, work stressors, whatever it may be. We're filling, filling, filling this bucket up. And then we get to that last core of the bucket and all the water spills out. And we're having all of these symptoms. When this bucket, it's been filling for some time, but we either haven't noticed it or we've been ignoring the warning signs from the body. Like, oh, I've been getting some headaches here and there. My joints have been a little bit achy, but you get to dismissed and brush off like, oh, it's part of being a mom, part of being older, whatever it may be. And then you get to that last pour and all hell breaks loose. And maybe that last pour for you was the food poisoning you had while traveling somewhere. Exactly. And that brings up in all fashion digestion as a whole, right? As a whole. So we put in that probiotic to help the lower cavity because that's where our bacteria should be. Lower, 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 lower intestinal cavity. And then what happens is we don't take care of it. It starts running up the digestive the wrong way. Now it's coming up. So, you know, think SIBO and think all of these wonderful things and GERD and acid reflux, all of those different digestive systems. So please, 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 one of these other little nuggets of information, if I could share anything, is when you're going to support the lower with a probiotic, we need to look at upper digestion. Are we able to break down our proteins? Do we have enough hydrochloric acid? Are we making protease and lipase and amylase in order to break down? Are we chewing our food to a pace like consistency? Are we drinking with meals? Are we eating in a rush? Are we doing all of these things that are physically causing the opportunistic bacteria the chance to thrive? And this is how you see that it's not as simple as just taking a probiotic you saw in the store at the grocery, like the shop at the grocery store. It is a very synergistic approach. We need to be working on the body systems together. You know, go back and listen to the gut episode if you haven't, because we went, went really in depth into digestion. You know, something as simple as taking, you know, this is where we highly recommend working with a practitioner in order to pick the right digestive support. So, in, you know, have the right probiotic for your issue. Take the right digestive support. So whether that's a plant-based enzyme, which is, you know, helping to um, supply that enzyme deficiency you may be dealing with and physically breaking your food down. Maybe a digestive bitter. However, they're really gross to take. So you got to be prepared for it to be bitter AF. And then the third option that we often use is betaine HCL with pepsin. But again, we never recommend anybody take betaine HCL on their own without the guidance of a practitioner, because you need to be making sure you're taking the right dosage and you're taking it in the right way. So that's my little sidebar there. Absolutely. So we know the difference 
different sections of the digestive. We know how it interplays, the different types of probiotics, the strains, the amounts, our loads of FOS sometimes. It can be good in others. 90% of the time. What about going, what about going into as nutritionists, mm-hmm. what about going into the foods, Ooh. like probiotic foods, prebiotic I foods? I want to go because there. Because this is what people can do like in a hot minute. Because there's oh, one thing I wanted to make we sure we didn't, uh, that we missed is, well, I know we talked about when to take them. So you, ta- you, you discussed about taking them 30 minutes before your meal. Oh, the spore. Yeah. I didn't talk about the other ones. Yeah, the spore. So let's talk about when do we want to be taking the regular probiotics and should they be taken away from certain supplements and medications? Yes, 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 and yes. Right? Yes, and yes, and yes. So I'm going to give it to you because Chris loves loves talking about this. So there's two different schools of thought. One, we take on an empty stomach, or two, we take with food. Depending on the client, that's what we're going to look at. If someone has really just started switching their diet, kind of sort of in- into the world, not quite sure more Western, we might want to take it without. We might want to take it empty stomach, maybe before bed, upon rising. Definitely always, always away from medications. If you're on antibiotics, I said, don't really shy away from it. Take it away from it by two hours. That's where we might want to go to those therapeutic grades. With food, sometimes if somebody has an autoimmune, sometimes it's great to take it with food because it needs that digestive action in order for its bioavailability. Again, I wish there was just a simple, right? Take this at this time, the end, but no, it's not that case, is it? it? It really isn't. And I think the issue is in our Westernized medical system, everybody is so used to, here's this medication and it's a one size fits all medication and you have to take it at this time. Like it's so simple, one and done. Or any of the over-counters like, oh, t- everyone just needs to take a Tylenol. I have, I have a headache. Oh, just grab a Tylenol and take it whenever you have it. So it really is, you need to shift your thinking and realize that it's on a case-by-case basis. And then just to follow up on the travel, when you are looking for a travel probiotic, this is where you want to make sure that it's shelf-stable so that it doesn't need to be refrigerated, right? Because if it needs to be refrigerated, you need to keep it in the fridge. And often the travel probiotics will be in... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? In like the individually blister, yeah, pack? The blister pack. They'll often be in a blister pack. So that way um, you- The doctor formulated will be in a container. Yes. That one's one of the ones that's in a container, but you'll often see it that way. So the doctor's formulated has a travel one and Genestra has their HMF travel as well. Yeah. There's lots of options. We're never stuck for options. It's a multi-billion I don't even know, trillion dollar industry. Yeah, probiotics is wild. It's a wild place. Like just just supplements as a whole, for sure. And I'm glad you've done that correlation to the Western, right? Heart, take this. Cholesterol, take this. Thyroid, Gut, take this. Take this. this. Time. Absolutely. Probiotics can be taken. I mean, I think some doctors are getting a little more savvy. I'm seeing that more where they're offering in that probiotic but they just don't st- understand the correlation. They don't have the training. That's the unfortunate part is they're, they're so, they're very heavily trained on pharmaceuticals. So they don't have that knowledge of, pro- and again, this isn't every doctor. I don't want to rope everybody in because there's some really incredible functional doctors that have that training. And I really do hope to see, you know, the next five, 10, 15, 20 years that doctors do get some more of that functional training under their belt to be able to really help their patients that are coming to them. So now that we've discussed 
probiotics up and down, left, right, and center. <laughs> Who knew? All of the way Who around. <laughs> like I said, uh, I remember we we're deciding we we're going to do this episode, and Paige was like, "Why don't you just Paige, who is our COO of all of the things? You may have talked to her, met her somewhere. She was like, "Why don't you just do supplements as a whole?" And Chris and I are like, "One well, probiotics needs its own episode. Like it's, it is. It's, a, it's, it's it's a beast. It's a topic. So now yes. that we've talked about the oral probiotics, you can take as a supplement." Let's talk about, as you already mentioned, the dietary ways we can be getting the good beneficial bacteria in, but also foods we could be eating to, foods we can be having to feed the good bacteria in our gut. So let's first talk about, Chris, the importance of variety when it comes to probiotic-rich foods. Absolutely. How about we talk about variety in everyone's diet, period? Just in general. Your gut loves variety. I am inside the Clear Skin Solution, I'm going to (laughs) say... Maybe, okay, I'm going to, maybe I'm going to get a complex here again. I've had like three complexes in the last two weeks, have I? Like I said, I'm looking into therapy for us. Great. Because I am always about, and you're going to attest to this, Katie, I hammer variety, rotation, variety, rotation. Like, I do my Instagram on this all the time. Right? Need a rainbow. Huge. And we have to look at that. So example is the probiotic foods. If you're going to eat the same culture, expect the same strains. Exactly. So if you're like the end, if you're going to eat carrots, expect the same nutrients. Mm -hmm. Your body eventually will repel. Do you ever eat something and you're like, oh, I can't even look at that anymore? Oh, yeah. I, I just can't. Well, that was because I was pregnant and had hyperemesis gravidarum, but like, that's a different beast. That's not even a word, but whatever. No, it really is. I'm just Anyone kidding. that's had HG, they're like, oh, dear God, I know what you're talking about. Right? But th- that's the thing. Your body will start to repel or you, you just don't want to look at it anymore. I cannot, for the life of me, I don't even love the smell of peanut butter. It just, you're revolted by it. I'm revolted by peanut butter. I'm revolted by almond butter. And we can use, it. yeah, I'm over it. Done. Something wrong with you. Like, okay, on the next episode, <laughs> all about all the things, Chris. All the things wrong with Chris. Sorry, but, Katie. you know, when we're looking at different, the probiotics, let's look at the kefir. See, I say kefir. Do you say kefir? Uh, American Canadian. Is that tomato, tomato? Tomato, tomato. I, I go kefir half the time, but kefir is likely proper. I don't know. We can take a vote. Everybody can let us know. So there's animal, which is like, <gasps> if you're starting out, please don't go there. Coconut. You Coconut. Exactly. That's, that's the one I like. It's fermenting, you know, those young coconuts. It does have its beautiful cultures. If you've done a ton of work on your gut and you know you're not intolerant to dairy and you want to check the other sources, go for it. But like the clean... Like like a, like A2 clean, not Canada. Grass-fed, organic, like all the things. And again, that's not where we would generally start for somebody that has severe chronic acne. But outside of uh, the kefir, of course, there's going to be sauerkraut. Yeah. And kimchi. Kimchi is one of, even though I hate spice, oh, like I, I cannot, kimchi. Chris. I, I can't even do black pepper. It's too spicy for me. And my husband's like, give me all of the spice, like the hotter, the better. And I had to find, work real hard to find a a kimchi that wasn't too spicy for me. And I absolutely- Why aren't you making it? Well, because I just, I I haven't ventured into kimchi yet. You know, I was going to get into my canning and fermenting this summer because you've been on my case about the fermented garlic and olive oil. Uh, Excuse me, on your case? Uh, Not quite. Chris is going to come over to my house and be like, where is that fermented garlic we discussed? Right? 
Come on. It's a thing. I know. Right? Chris, I have two little humans. There's a lot going on. What about the, what about the prebiotic foods? We can go right there, but you know, well, I want to, I will start making kimchi because I do love sauerkraut. I did make sauerkraut once, but I didn't love it. I was going to say start with sauerkraut way easier, right? Mm -hmm. I love kimchi though. It's delish. I love kimchi. Like I am anything. not a fan of sauerkraut. Me either, to be honest. Like, you know what it is? When I open the the jar, you can smell the ferment. And to me, it's like dirty, stinky gym locker room. And we're really selling these fermented foods for everybody right now. But my husband loves sauerkraut. My like my dad, my husband loves sauerkraut. So But but that's the on good ones. If you go and you get the store brand, like I'm not talking about the good store brands, but yeah, you know, yeah. like sauerkraut over by the yeah. pickles and whatever. Mm. And you open that up, it doesn't have that smell. I know. It it's more vinegar based. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, I often will look out for pickles specifically. I opt for pickles um, that don't have vinegar, that have just well water. So uh, one of my favorite brands of pickles is Bubby's. Yes, Bubby's, yes. Bubby's pickles are delicious. Once you have a Bubby's pickle, that is my jam. And fermented? Anything. Fermented. They're so, I used to hate pickles. I love the Bubby's pickles. I love some kimchi. Um, another, so yeah, you would get like the fermented foods, which is the sauerkraut, the kimchi, the beet kvass. Does anyone ever do a beet kvass? And you can literally, ferment and pickle anything. Like you can do fermented carrots, fermented radishes. Like there's pretty much any vegetable out there you can ferment. Yeah. It all tastes to me. Ugh, Chris. I, I, I don't know. It's, you know why I must say, because anytime someone has given me fermented any of this, it's all been with dairy. Mm, that's the issue. So I haven't, yeah. The other thing is, is what about taking your pickle juice and drinking it? I actually love putting a splash of pickle juice into my potato salad recipe. Yes. I have it on my blog. I'll add a splash of pickle juice to it. Do you ever cut up the pickles and put them in your potato salad? I haven't, but I could. Um, hello, cookbook. That maybe we're going to add that to the cookbook, everybody. Is it going to say Chris inspired? That can be your, well, your, con your contributing recipes, Chris. We've already discussed this. I know, but I just thought I was on the dog food section. Chris was only on the dog food section. <laughs> There's my interest. I'm so Oh God, you guys. Apple cider vinegar. Ooh, apple cider vinegar. That's a good one. Salad dressings and... Here's the thing. A lot of people ask, should I take apple cider vinegar as a shot before I eat? Well, it's not strong enough if we're trying to do the hydrochloric acid. Um, that's my that's my hard, fast answer. And yeah, one and done answer. Yeah. And we got to be careful, right? We can overdo these probiotics and create ourselves little yeast infections. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we don't want to overdo it. I see it with kombucha or kombucha, tomato, tomato. Kombucha. It's kombucha, Chris. Kombucha. You're turning into Paige. Okay. I'm saying it for every, I'm saying it for everybody. You're turning into Paige. I do this all the time when I'm doing looms for people. I'm like, we were making a blog, like we did a big blog cooking day, uh, the other day and Paige says milk, milk. And I was like, there is no A. That's not a thing. Paige, stop it. I can't. No, it's milk with an I. She goes, where's the milk? She's going to hate me for this episode. Steve said to me one time, why can't you be more in Pacific? I'm like, I can't even tackle that. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to walk away and laugh to myself because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. But I'm surprised. Uh, tempeh? Tempeh. I do love tempeh. Tempeh is a fermented soybean and it's a lot easier to digest. But remember, with soy, always make sure it's organic because it's such a heavily sprayed crop for pesticides and a heavily genetically modified food. But tempeh is really and we can put miso under that too. Same, same. Yeah, miso, tempeh, 
Um, even natto, like natto is a fermented soybean. What about, we didn't say water, kefir, kefir. I can't look at you anymore, that kefir. <laughs> it's kefir. 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 So that's another one. The one thing I'm going to say with the kombucha mm-hmm. is people overdo it. They're drinking a full one every single day. Remember one, it's carbonated, so it can offset your phosphorus inside your body. 60% of your brain is phosphorus. We need it for our brain cognition, all these wonderful things, plus anything else. However, it's full of sugar. Or instead of a kombucha, opt for June. June is a cousin of kombucha, um, but is made with green tea and honey. Because Kim, spell it, J-U-N, J-U-N. That's it. Okay. Because June, the month, which we're you know what I mean? Those are the types of things I'm trying to think of. So no, when people go to search it, <laughs> it's J-U-N because kombucha yes. is made with black tea and cane sugar. Mm-hmm. And if you are looking for kombucha, we really love the brand GTs, like literally GT. It's a very popular brand in North America because rice. they Do don't you like rice. I like rice, but I, I haven't looked at the ingredient list on them because I, I always look to make sure there isn't added cane sugar because the starter, which is the Scooby, uh, it, it feeds off of the sugar. That's how like the bacteria grows. And so in most kombuchas, the majority of that cane sugar should be eaten away by the end of it. And then G- GTs, they don't add more cane sugar back in. They sweeten it with fruit juices, so like a raspberry juice. But a lot of those commercial probiotics add additional cane sugar back in to sweeten it. So that's why for me, I prefer to opt for June because it's sweetened with honey, but I also find it's not... I, I, some people say they find it more carbonated, but I also find it slightly less less bubbly. Yeah. And you can, if you pour it out, my kids will take it and they'll put a metal straw into it. And I'm like, ah, please don't do that. Please don't put it in metal because the bacteria doesn't fare well with metal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, glass, these types of things. So I think we kind of rocked out. Did we leave anything else? I think we nailed it. Uh, I love coconut yogurt. Like, a, like a, a probiotic rich coconut yogurt is a really good one. Uh, brine cured olives. If anyone got any oh, olives, olives with the pickles, yeah. yeah, olives the pickles. Those would be. Um, and we talked about kimchi. Yeah, so those would be some of our favorite probiotic rich foods. Again, try them out. Just because Chris doesn't like sauerkraut doesn't mean you won't. Maybe you, you know sauerkraut. You won't. I'm just saying. It smells like I find feet. It's good in certain. Like I, I have to be in the mood for, for sauerkraut, but I like it with certain things. Yeah. If you eat sausage and stuff, I yeah. do find it has that because has that. they both right. have the salt versus that sour. Mm-hmm. No, Dijon, hard no. So <laughs> one, I'm going to do a buy hack for everybody. Perfect. Let's do it. Everyone's like, but if I take out my yogurt, I won't get my probiotics. Mm. I say, why don't you take your yogurt without your probiotics? Because you're paying for them to add the strains. Open up your capsule of your probiotic, put it in. Because that's how I used to hide the probiotics in the kids' lunch. Yep. Put it in, stir it in, and guess what? You have a probiotic-rich food. Yep. Good old coconut yogurt. Take your smoothie. Pour it in there because you have fruits. It's going to eat the fruit. You let it sit 10 minutes. You drink. Voila. And you've just created more bacteria. So that's a cheaper way. If you can't afford the higher strains, go that way. And another thing before we finish up the episode, the last component is prebiotic-rich foods. Prebiotic foods feed the good beneficial bacteria in your gut. So we want to be having the prebiotic-rich foods. So these would be things like apples, garlic, asparagus, leeks, bananas, 
Jerusalem artichokes, the lovely dandelion greens. Literally, if you don't spray your grass with pesticides um, and it's pretty clean grass, you can legit go and pull the dandelion greens out. That's what we're talking about. You can also get them in store if you prefer. Um, onions, jicama, and, and hickory. I love jicama. People that love. have gut issues really do well with jicama. Love jicama. Go to boil it first. There's the spo- There's the extra little labor. You have to boil it first before you cook it, and it turns out beautiful. Beautiful. The other thing is, is green leafy vegetables. These prebiotics, they cannot be broken down. So it becomes cellulose and that cellulose is what feeds the hemicellulose, those types of foods. They help our immune system and all these wonderful, but the cellulose is the prebiotic. So keep in those greens, eat those leafy things, have those salads, eat your jicama. I'm in. Ooh, with a with a nice little spicy avocado dip. I can't do the spice. I would do a normal guacamole. That's what I would do. Well, when Frank and I go out, we're gonna do the spicy avocado. You have the spicy, and I'll have my own plan. Well, I think we filled their brains with lots of info on all things probiotics, probiotic-rich foods. So, just as a fun little summary. Remember, there is not a one-size-fits-all approach to probiotics. We need to be making sure that we're picking strains specific to your gut. If you're traveling, make sure they are shelf-stable. You know, we talked about some specific brands that we use, like Genestra, uh, NFH, Megasporbiotic, Pure Encapsulations, Garden of Life, Doctors Formulated. These are some great ones to be looking out for. Making sure that you're looking at your upper GI in connect in combination with your lower GI together. So go back and listen to that gut episode. And also making sure that you're rotating your probiotics every two to three months would be great. And don't forget to include lots of the probiotic-rich foods and prebiotic-rich foods. And stay tuned for next week because we got a good one, all things acne versus rosacea. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.